So happy to have you joining us this week as I have a wide-ranging conversation with Kevin Gebert, a dad, a financial planner, a money manager, an author, and a stand-up comic and lyricist. He is bringing his wisdom from the financial planning world to a more approachable genre by combining music and comedy to make it engaging and relevant. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. We bring a little humor, a little bit of song, and a lot of 80s references in for you Gen X friends of ours. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. We just roll with it. We ding, just... ding, 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 Susie Vine, da, 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 grapes and da, 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 red or green, da, 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 what's my vine, da, da, da. I like it. What is my line anyway? I have no idea. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm really excited to have you with me this week as I share a special conversation with Kevin Giebert. Special conversation. A special conversation. Stay tuned. You don't know where we're going to go with this. We might just break into song. Yeah, we're going to cross the border. (laughs) We're doing it. Yes. Kevin Leonard Giebert is a lyricist. A father, financial planner, money manager, author, and stand-up comedian. But lyricists require three names, so that's why we expand for his future growing, burgeoning career as a lyricist. We're going to learn more about that. Learning of my father. I'm named after my father. If my grandmother had his way, my name would have been Leonard Kevin Gieber. (laughs) But if you sent the alphabet, you know, K comes before L. Yes. So anyway, sorry. That's okay. That's good. I like it. According to my Canadian husband, it's very traditional to be named for your father. So you're only upholding your heritage. Exactly. A. Eh? And he laughs at my jokes. A. Eh? <laughs> and we're already laughing at our own. Hopefully we'll be able to bring this up so everybody else can enjoy it too. Exactly. So I was completely taken, Kevin, the first time we met at a networking event, we chatted over the summer, and you were cracking some puns in the breakout room. So I love your witticisms. Witticisms. The way that you bring that and humor to the dry and sometimes stressful world of money. So how do you like to lighten up this conversation for the folks that you work with? Bring us back to the beginning. How did you find yourself in this space? Well, I found this myself in the space. Thank you to do to a soccer ball i'm already a soccer intrigued. ball and not my voice because i went to a, a bible college in prince albert saskatchewan which is founded in the middle of saskatchewan and uh because of my soccer skills i was uh, brought on to uh, plant a church in winnipeg manitoba which portage in maine look that up is the windiest part of the world um, so Portage in Maine, and we're doing kids programs in the summer, youth programs, that sort of things. And the pastor had a financial planner that needed a 19-year-old to lick envelopes, answer the rotary, the rotary telephone, the road, 
Rotary? Rotary? I don't know how you say it. Look it up, kids. They might yes, not have it on Google. Look it up. Yes, it was a little round. It wasn't like this. It was round. Four, when phone numbers were only seven digits, not 10. Um, but uh, anyway, so the, <laughs> the pastor's financial planner needed someone to do that. And that's how I got in the business. So I moved back from Winnipeg, 1996. Uh, wrote my exam entry level and started in a snowstorm, 1996. January, it was a snowstorm in BC, British Columbia. And uh, so I live about 10 minutes from the US border, uh, the Peace Arch border. And uh, January 1st will be 25 years. Time 25. flies when you're having fun. Exactly. But you know, you know, time was flying, things are changing. I've been, I was a Gretzky fan all my years. You know, Gretzky did get traded. I was working at McDonald's that afternoon that Gretzky got traded from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings, mm. along with Marty McSorley and uh, millions and millions of dollars. And, but he, he had a saying of going where the puck is going to be, not where it is. So in my life, I've always looked ahead. Where's the puck going to be? You know, I know that, you know, in the States years ago, Fox TV had to have like a, a little uh, laser in the, in the puck. So you knew where the puck is going to be on TV. Uh, that gave me a headache. Um, but, but anyways, where's the puck going to be? So basically six, six years ago, um, my, uh, ex, I'm now ex-wife, um, basically said I wasn't funny. So for Christmas, she sent me to comic school. The gift that keeps on giving better than a drum set, better than a drum set, better than a guitar, better than a, a piano that you have to you know, pay money to get it keyed all the time. But, um, but yeah, so I had a book published six years ago, talk, talk, uh, talking financial uh, photographs, how to talk to your family about money. Cause my dad uh, always uh, took us uh, to McDonald's on payday Friday. And uh, we had five kids or my mom had five, my parents had five kids. Um, and so we, every payday Friday McDonald's uh, before the whole value meal, you know, we had, he made our own value meal. We had the Sunday at the end, you know, and uh so, but at my dad's 60th birthday, I think my brother did a little vignette music video kind of thing. And he said, you know, well, you, you did know that dad only had coffee at those, at our dinners, right? You're so busy, you know, because back in the day, you know, you actually was able to sit on hamburger's lap. Oh yeah. And that the uh, purple, what's the purple goblin or purple? Grimace. Gr Grimace. Grimace. I got you. You know? And Ronald McDonald, you know, and you had the, you know, anyway, so, but back then you're, you're, you're eating all that stuff. And, uh, you know, my dad had coffee. So the book was going to be called just coffee because you're having conversations over coffee, but I was one pain in the ass. Oh, sorry, French, um, uh, le bottom, um, <laughs> to my mom back in the day before digital. And she took tons of pictures. She did genealogy, all that stuff. So I took the pictures and the conversations <clears throat> about money. And that's where the book came from with financial photographs. So the book was published. I took comedy class. My mom was fighting uh, psychosychoma, I think it was called um, cancer. Uh, it was, was caught. Well, it wasn't caught, but um, it was diagnosed stage four. And she, she fought a good 18 months. And mm. uh, once my um, mom made it into palliative care, my now ex-wife decided that, hey, let's end the marriage. This is the time. Yeah, this is the time. It's strategic, you know, get him at his lowest. Um, so anyways, I was battling um, 
uh, you know, uh, mom passing away and marriage ending and all that stuff. And after that happened, um, I kind of sat back and why do I do what I do? Why do I wake up in the morning? Why do I do? So I had this grand idea to go back to school and take a life coaching program at a, at a wellness college down in Vancouver. I didn't know why I was doing this. I was the only person in the class that wanted to leave their job and become a life coach, right? I didn't know why I wanted to become a life coach, but it did. After taking that and going through the process, uh, created something called Life and Money and Purpose. And <clears throat> so that's kind of like the, um, the uh, my own made double-double. You know, there's something called Tim Hortons in Canada. I love some Tim Hortons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim Hortons, double, double. Um, lyrics in my song too. Um, nice. Double, double, getting ready for the day. Um, so, so anyway, so I took, uh, you know, life, life coaching, money coaching, you know, uh, put your, put your oxygen mask on first, you know, so you can basically look after yourself because how can you help others? You know, so whatever, you know, whoever's watching this, you know, whatever profession you do, you know, if you're not looking after yourself first, healthy and, and wise, how can you look after your clients? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the whole foundation, building your house upon the rock rather than the sand, all that stuff. Right. So 12 months ago, 13 months ago, I had this great idea to put together a course for my financial clients because I'm a financial planner, money manager, CFP, which is the gold standard around the world, certified financial planner. And uh, what for uh, a boring, boring four course, uh, a module course for clients, uh, the create, co-creator with me, she decided, hey, you're a stand-up comic, right? And I, when I do stand-up comedy, I take 80 songs and turn them into financial songs. So, you know, the famous Olivia Newton-John, you know, off camera, off camera in the green room, um, we were talking about uh, the parliament <laughs> buildings in, in Vancouver or Vancouver Island, right? So I have this shtick where I'm with the premier, which is kind of like a governor in the States. Okay. And their financial, uh, their financial uh, minister. Okay. They're in a karaoke bar after a few drinks and they get up on the karaoke bar and they're singing, let's get fiscal fiscal. I want to get fiscal. Show me that your budget rocks, your budget rocks. Show me that your budget rocks. Okay. And then in Canada, we have something called the CRA, which is kind of like the IRS in the States. Mm-hmm. So bring on Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, you know, but my version is on the phone to the CRA, looking how much taxes I have to pay, you know. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, and I have a Radiohead song too, Creep, you know, yeah. song Creep. I'm a credit card fiasco, you know, so, so it's just all this stuff, music and all that stuff. So anyways, um, backtracking four module boring course for clients, right? I, I don't think it's boring. I say that sarcastically because I, I love what I do. And, uh, and then comedy, like what does comedy have to do? With, so I, I re-looked at Seinfeld. Oh, watch Seinfeld. You it know, worked for him. About yeah. Nothing about nothing. Right. And if, you're, and, and if you haven't, Susie, if you haven't, or if your viewers today haven't watched the Netflix special, I think it's called Seinfeld before or Jerry before Seinfeld or something like that. There's a New York City block where he's just sitting there reminding me of the Sesame Street, you know, the, the block, Sesame Street. But it's all of sticky notes and it's every joke that he's ever written, right? 
and and I just love like I'm never going to be a Jerry Seinfeld. Right? We'll never say never. You know, That's I right. My own. I can create my own YouTube special and just call it Netflix. Um, but but basically, um, basically, it had every sticky, and I'm thinking that is the most creative thing in the world. You know, you have a passion, whatever it is, if it's basket weaving or tennis or whatever, right? Um, it's you know, color by numbers. Um, it's 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 just using creativity. And that's what I love as a financial planner, because I'm able to put plans in place with the client so they can do their passion. They can have, you know, they don't have to worry about the stress of money. Right. So, so we got, we got the course, we got the comedy, right? So all the jokes are written uh, based on the curriculum. Right. Um, so, and then, you know, trying to tell jokes in front of a camera, you know, without a laugh, an audience is kind of hard too. Right. But it's accomplishable. And, and then the third thing is that I thought that, well, a course, every course in the whole wide world has a theme song, right? Oh. So I, with the help of my entourage, created the alter ego, Mr. Moolah Doola. Alter ego. Alt, I call it an alter ego. Yeah. And uh, so, so I have the garb, you know, I wear the, the, the funky outfits and the, the and scrubs, the, the scrubs and the converse converse, you know, just a plug there for you converse people. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so Mr. Moolah Dula, cause we birth money stories. All right. Yeah, I so like the theme it. song, you know, it's time to write a story. It's time to let it birth. You might think I'm crazy if I sing hallelujah. Well, let's get started and call Mr. Moolandula. So that's the theme song, you know, like cheers. You know, you always remember theme songs. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, and then everything as a as a as a as a content song. So I have a picture time with my mom, you know, it goes through everything with picture time. So um, yeah, and then it's expanded to um, Amaze to Amazing, which is your life coaching, right? Um, and it's, uh, there's also a rock your financial plan, uh, which is the people in your neighborhood. Uh, These are the people in your neighborhood. So you have mortgage broker and all that stuff. And then last but not least, if you don't have fun and you don't smile and you're not happy, I had to bring Mr. Smith into the conversation because he's there to unlock your happy. Mm. So the theme song is going to be called the bucket list twist. Oh, the bucket list twist. Yes. I like yes. it. Yeah. I like Mr. it. Mr. Smith, because get it. Hey, you know, you might, I told you this in the green room, but you know, let's, we're live here. So we have to pretend that we didn't hear it. The lock Smith, because he's going to unlock your happy. So if you had the key, but that would be your happy. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's a long story. So the last six years have been, you know, just wonderful, just rocket, you know, thinking. But I, I believe that um, you have to use your left brain and your right brain. So Mr. Muladula has a friend called Mr. Meow. Uh, that's the host of the cat show because we just scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. um, and it's for <laughs> cat lovers and non-cat lovers. You know, viewers, I don't, I, you know, you don't have to be a cat lover to like the show. Uh, but it's creative and analytical thinking. So... But at the end of the day, I know that, you know, you talk about stress a lot. Is that right? I do. I do. So, I'm an advocate. 
you're an advocate. So, so basically I'm just going to arc back to the topic of stress mm -hmm. is that I firmly believe that I am a, um, a unstressologist. If that's a word. I'm just I like creating, that. I'm just, I like I'm, I'm going to buy the, the I'm going to buy the, um, do you like de-stressologist? De Does that one work for you? Yeah, okay. I'm a stressologist because I'm Canadian, right? A, a. a <laughs> or no, this de-stressologist, eh? Um, but I'm going to buy the domain tomorrow. Um, Hands but, off, kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, but no, no, it, to be serious is that life is full of stress. And if I can can de-stress people in regards to the money side and the life side with the help of other people, because I believe more the merrier. Um, if I can create that and I can put, you know, I can be a small part of someone being able to, to be able to live their life on purpose because they don't have to worry about money. That's my contribution to the world. And if I can make someone smile, like I say on stage, smile with me or at me, just don't tell me. <laughs> Right. Because, you know, you get on stage and, you know, as soon as you hear that joke, it's a long six minutes, you know, it's still, you know, three, uh, 360 seconds, right? Six minutes, mm -hmm. 36 times six, yeah, 360 seconds. Okay. That's a very long time if there's no laughs, but once you get a laugh, all of a sudden that 360, be, like you want to stay on stage for, you know, 36 hours, have a marathon of jokes. It just right. takes one laugh to unlock all that. Exactly. But if, 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 if I tell a joke and there's a callback and I hear a callback mm -hmm. is when you repeat the joke at the end, um, then, uh, you know, if I can make someone laugh and I can make someone enjoy life, come on, you have to enjoy, enjoy life. I think, I think that a lot of people would benefit from having a little more, I don't know if irreverence is quite the right word, but certainly a sense of humor in approaching things that uh, we, may, we make out to be these monumental things, right? Because yeah, you, you look at, okay, I want to retire at a certain age. I'm going to live to a certain age. You know, I had a grandmother that lived 107, right? And nice. thankfully, thankfully, she couldn't say Kevin, so she called me seven. So from a lyricist standpoint, Kevin, seven and 107, that was like the greatest chorus in the in the world. So, um, you know, and that, that, that song was, I took my book and I wrote down all the uh, chapter titles mm -hmm. and in half an hour I had a song written or sorry, a poem written. Um, you had your uh, lyrics. I had the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and, but it's called, uh, did I, uh, what if I lived that long? Right. So, so it's like, well, what if you live that long, if you lived 107 or you come down with cancer at, at my mom's age 65, right. Like, how do you know how long you're going to live? Right. And, and so, so basically I say, you know, to my clients and people I talk to is that you can curse the hell out of me if you want in the morning because you're going to work. Okay. But you're going to work, not because you took too much risks. It's because you went to Disneyland, you visited your parents, you took the day off, you went to the beach with your kids, you threw the Frisbee to your dog, all that stuff. You're thinking of memories and then you can phone me and curse me. Right. But you're working longer because you can, not because you have to. Mm -hmm. Right. Or no, you could maybe work because you have to, because you'd spent all that money. Right. But in that time, but, but basically uh, another saying I have is like, you know, you phone in sick, you know, you're sick, you phone in work. Right. So, but I'm, I'm going to get clients to phone in retired. Exactly. Right? So I can phone up and say, Hey, Susie, I love working with you. I love you paying my checks, but you know something I'm, I'm going to phone in retired because I know 
that when I wake up, I have everything. My foundation is taken care of. I have all my, my will in place, my estate plan in place, my retirement plan in place. So I don't have to go to work tomorrow, right? Rather than waking up and, oh my goodness, I have to work another 10 years, right? Right. So it's not a regular double-double from Tim Hortons and Americano <laughs> to keep you awake. Yeah, I like to say our use is a point of reference, right? When you wake up on Monday and wish it was already Friday, like, mm, that's not the hamster wheel you want to be on. Yeah. You know, that's another thing is that, you know, do you have more days and money left at the month? Right. Right. So it's not the so, thing you want to keep you up at night. No, no. And, and, and that's the thing too. There's only, you know, coffee, like even, well, not that it's a good segue, but when you're thinking of variable expenses and fixed expenses within your cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. Do I go to Starbucks, see if they spell my name right on my cup, <laughs> or do I make my own coffee, right? And somebody coined, I don't know who it is, um, but coined the latte effect or whatever, like how much money do you spend, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think budget is a bad word. I like to use the word cash flow. That's um, much more positive. It, exactly. Well, technically, cash flow, you know, if you technically it's different, right? But the way I just generally, I like to use the word cash flow because then you have more choice, right? Rather than following a budget. Susie, do you follow a budget in US dollars or Canadian dollars? You know, that is that is in your household. It's different. Right? That's true. We were yeah. talking in the green room about me being bilingual since I married Canadian. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, you have, like in Canada, you have the French and the, the English version of everything. So on your budget, you're going to have, well, you know, Susie, your, your husband's name, Dan, is yeah. that right? Hey, look, I heard that name once and I remembered it. Um, you got a head for so details. Exactly. Analytical. <laughs> um, so, so Dan could write it in Canadian dollars and then you could have it in US dollars, right? And it's just that he can only spend about 30% less, you know, uh, a month kind of thing. Right. So, uh, um, might work out to my advantage. The yeah, currency difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then you could get him more things at Christmas and birthday and anniversary and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, you know, you know, his, his gift will be 70% of the parcel and yours would be 130% of the parcel, you know, however the math works on that. Right. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so um, uh, where were we going on that? We were talking about money, stress, and cash flow. Oh yeah, cash flow. Yeah. So budget's a bad word. So cash flow. It's just you know, if if you have a money in a pocket, you know, and you have all these things to spend, if you're going to go to Starbucks, go for it, right? But what are you going to give up in in lieu of that, right? Are you going to bring a bag lunch to work? Life right. is full of choices. Yeah, because you can get your kids to color your bag, your brown bunch lag bag, mm -hmm. or you can go and you know back in the day when you had you know your metal lunch pail. For sure. Yeah. Now what, I. What was on yours? Um, probably like the A team or something like that. That's a good choice. You know, uh, JP Patches maybe if you remember. Northwest Classic. Exactly, JP yeah. Patches, man. My uncle yeah, from Seattle the, uh, often yeah, referring and, uh, to and the kangaroo, Mr. Kangaroo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah. The classics. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're looking like a, a Marsha. Are you losing me there? 
I can still I still have you, but it says my internet connection is unstable. Okay. So we'll we'll see okay. what comes out in the no, recording. No worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So so just going back to the the, the whole stress thing is just a, a de stressor is make sure you have your life in order and and have you know uh, have that with your partner have that uh, that date once in a while uh, just to talk about the money and then even teaching your kids about money. I had a I had a program for kids um, or for high schoolers that taught at grade 11 and 12. Oh, sorry, I spoke. I'm not a teacher. So I spoke at a high school. Um, and uh, a teacher corrected me once. So, um, but defending uh, their turf. Grade, grade 11, 12, uh, fun with finances. And then a, a, a program with a ventriloquist uh, for kids uh, four to six age, four to seven age, um, uh, talking about money via puppets. I love it. We need more of that. I mean, why why don't we have more money education when we're young? Yeah, well, they, in Canada, they have something called junior achievement, which is great. And uh, but, you know, like birds and the bees, sex and all that stuff, you know, you don't talk about the birds and the bees. You don't talk about money, two most important things in the world. You know, they might um, be. Yeah, it's under consideration, but potentially the two most important things in the world. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, uh, with me, you know, uh, a possible second marriage or whatever, you know, it's like um, relationships, uh, you know, you, you talk about prenups and marriage contracts and, and that, uh, gen general, I know I'm in Canada, you're in the States, but just general, right? you know, it's like, you know, you should really sit down and, and scare the hell out of people before they get married. And to say, hey, once the love ends, or the level of love, you know, mm -hmm. turning up the heat, you know, it's more, you know, 16 degrees, you know, Celsius <laughs> instead of Fahrenheit. You know? so, so now my relationship is in Fahrenheit, but once you get longer, it's going to be in Celsius. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so when it gets to Celsius and you learn that maybe the other room is warmer than the, the room that you're in, that so-and-so uh, could do so-and-so to each other, that sort of thing, right? Like relationships are more costly than you think from a, from a uh, monetary standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Sure, my parents lived happily after, after all that stuff, you know, but a divorce, money stress is a big contributor to divorce and separation or common law or whatever, you know, the statistics are, right? So yeah, stress could be, health related could be money related or the catalyst of stress sorry yes and i think that it's money and the way we manage our finances is one of the things that we never want to talk about in the early stages and when it's all romance and we're twitter pated and we think we'll just sort that out i mean they couldn't be so different from where i'm at right no because you know dating these were days you know you have your you go for coffee and you're just you're just texting each other at the coffee table. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah you don't so. have to ask a girl to the senior dance. You text her. You text her. Yeah. You no, know, but I, I have a rule of the anti-carpal tunnel. Right. I have a, a quota of, of, of letters, you know, and if she's not going to go on a date or phone me, uh, sorry, carpal tunnel. Only so much texting. Only so much texting. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, no. So, so if, 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 uh, you know, I, I want to surround my people with, uh, you know, even nutrition and all that stuff, right. You don't think of that as, as part of your financial plan, um, and your money conversation, but everything costs money, right. Are you going to go to McDonald's for fast food? Or are you going to, you know, eat a salad? 
kind of thing, right? The salad costs more money, right? Um, are you going to learn how to cook? Well, I, I, learned, I learned how to cook, right? I was going to be taking a court over sodium, carbohydrates, and detached tendons, right? So detached tendons for your viewing audience is chicken nuggets. Um, so <laughs> jokes are in threes. That's great. But I, I, chose, I chose to take uh, my kids out for dinner instead of, uh, and I, I went to a tippable restaurant. So, you know, white spot or that's in, I don't know what, let's just say, uh, I don't know what restaurant in the States. Anyways, a, a restaurant that you give a tip to, okay. not fast food. A sit down place. A sit down place. Yes. Um, so uh, Olive Garden, let's just say that. Okay. You have Olive Garden in the States? We do. We do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then once in a while to Dunkin', you know, uh, also known as Dunkin' Donuts, but you know, Dunkin's better, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things is that conversation is important. Family's important. And, you know, if you work and work and work and then die, you know, you know, you hear of all these stories of people that just work, get retired and they pass away the month, the week later. And, uh, you know, God forbid that happens to anybody. Um, but, um, it's just one of those things is, is you only live one life and how are you going to make an impact on, 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 on your life? And, uh, and, you know, stress is a, is a, is a big thing of that. Right. So, yeah. And, and I love your point, you know, to, to fill your life with memories instead of what ifs, right. I mean, yeah. live in the happy moments, give yourself permission to be happy now instead of living this. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause another that... thing, another thing, I do have a song for that. Um, yeah, it's lyrics. Um, the, what if, um, but it's like, what if should have, could have. Mm -hmm. do i love the life i or do i love the life i live right so should i have done that could i have done that you know it's kind of like the analogy of uh, in your car and you're hitting an intersection right and it's like the the light's going to turn green amber or red you know do i need to make a split decision right um or i'd rather be proactive as much as possible than reactive because when we're reactive in life we make a lot of mistakes some split section, split second, that's great, right? Uh, like one of my one of my clients, um, you know, she had to make a split decision one day in the grocery store, right? Uh, she used to use her lotto numbers by heart. And the person in front of her was talking too much. So she made a split decision to have the quick pick. And that split decision made her $1 million. Really? Yeah, so split decisions are... Are the good. one day one day that's right. a life lesson right there exactly a million dollars you know? i thought it was going to be and then her numbers hit and she chose she went with the quick pick no and then she memorized her numbers and she didn't use them <laughs> right and it's all about this uh conversations too is that i had a client she's in my book so it's full disclosure she she's she was more happy and she's healthy as ever knock on wood uh, but she had breast cancer uh, and her breast cancer was diagnosed about two years and two weeks after uh, the day that she was that she signed a, a paper in regards to what we in Canada we call critical illness. Uh, so you come down with stroke, heart attack, cancer, that sort of thing, right? And her concern was that oh, I didn't have enough money in in I don't have enough money for retirement, right? In my RSP or in Can in the states IRA or or whatever, right? Um, and um, so, so, so basically the all about of conversation to be proactive rather than reactive, right? 
And then two years and two weeks later, I got the call and, you know, I was able to give her a a check for $50,000 because she, we had that conversation. Right. And I'd rather people say no to me than wish they would have talked about it. So the wish could have, would have. All right. And if you say no, it's not a cold call thing where, you know, the more no's and you get a yes kind of thing. Right. Um, But it's like, no, if you have a conversation, I'd rather people say no to me. And then they know that I know we've had that conversation. So when it comes up in their dream, they wake up and, oh my goodness, I got to talk to Kevin about this. Right. Or I got to talk to my counselor about this, or I got to, you know, buy this or whatever. At least, you know, things that you're, uh, that you're trying to figure out rather than, oh my goodness. Right. Exactly. It's much better to be educated than have your head in the sand. Exactly. Eventually you got to get your head out of the sand so you can breathe. Right. Yes. And if the, if the, the sand is always in your head and and there's no foundation on that, then, you know, and there, there's another song too. I had a sandbox in the backyard when I was growing up. So, uh, you know, when there's a lot of, when there wasn't enough rocks around the sand, you know, the castle fell down. Right. So. Right. You've got to have that foundation. Exactly. And it's um, kind of in the same way that I tell people, I see stress as the common denominator. We all have stress. It shows up in different ways. We deal with it in different ways. It can be debilitating or enhancing. That's really my jam. Everybody's got to have a relationship with money. We live in a world where you can't just choose not to engage. So, you know, it's all about being empowered again in the way that you cultivate it you know, educate yep. yourself and do the things that you want, make those choices in advance and not let those choices be made for you. Exactly. Especially when we're living longer than we might work too, right? Right. So you never know, right? How are you going to afford retirement? You know, from a money standpoint. Exactly. Right? Um, you know, it's a lot more difficult to buy a home today. You know, like I have, my kids are 10 and 13. So, you know, you know, trying to buy a house like our parents did, you know, it's going to be, the house is going to be a little smaller, just a little, little smaller. And then as, as you're trying to teach your kids about money too, it's like, you know, my, my parents or my mom, oh, don't tell, you know, don't tell them that, you know, we did this and that it's like a big taboo subject. Right. Just like, you know, going back on the birds and the bees and, um, and it's like, no, kids have to know. Well, and I think they don't recognize how much we pick up and the more they avoid engaging kids in the conversation, the more parents are putting, because I love, I love when you're talking about what is your money story. I, I think of it as, you know, we pick it up as kids. We see yeah. it modeled in our parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause the thing is, is that the whole money story that I work with, with the course is, uh, um, is basically your belief system, your archetypes, you know, do you have your head in the sand? You know, are you a magician? You know, things work for you kind of thing. Right. You know, and who do you mirror? Like, is it your grandparents? Is it your, your aunt? Is it, is it your parents? Who, who do you mirror? Who do you le- learn from? And what should you not do that you did learn? You know, the things that you heard and so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. Well, maybe I shouldn't do that today, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So so another topic that, that I find interesting, if, if you feel like exploring this too, um, can you focus on the numbers too much without focusing on what's important? Can the planning hold you back from doing? I think so, because if you... Double, double. 
Double double. It's cold now, but that's okay. I'm sorry. A cold double double is fine. Um, basically, um, if you're looking at the numbers, is that okay? Do I want to retire with a million dollars? How long is that going to last? Not as or, long as it used to. Exactly. Well, the thing is, is that you can retire tomorrow if you want, right? But I think you might want to go on eBay and start buying a tent and buying a nice parcel of grass. And we're not talking the 420 version. No. You know, so, um, but you can, how long are you going to, you know, a lot of things, okay, how long are you going to live on your investments and savings um, before you can have to rely on what the government gives you, right? Kind of like a staycation versus a vacation. Right. Right. Well, you know, vacation meaning your active years, how long are you going to be healthy? And then how long, you know, care in the States, you know, I, I don't know the, the, the plans and all that stuff, but you know, healthcare in homes and, and care homes and that stuff, it's not cheap. Um, you know, and uh, so, so it's, if you focus on the numbers, you got to know what the numbers are. Right. But then you got to decide, well, do I want to live for today or do I want to live for tomorrow? And if tomorrow doesn't come, are you on your deathbed, you know, thinking, okay, I wish I would have, could have, you know, what if, Right. So, so with the numbers, it is important. You got to know what the numbers are, just like you got to know what taxes you paid and, and all that stuff. Right. But um, if you don't know the numbers, then you're going to have cracks in the foundation. Right. So it doesn't mean that you take some chalk and you put, you know, numbers all over the foundation. That's a kind of a good idea, but, but basically there's cracks in there and those cracks need to be filled once in a while. And that's when you review those numbers. Right. It's kind of like, you know, you have a stress. Okay, let's say something stresses you out. You put it in a box, you put the box away, and then you know, okay, I don't have to worry about it till whenever. And then they pull the box out, you deal with the stress, and you put it out. So so if, if you know the numbers, and then you enjoy life, but then you can enjoy life too much. And if it's due, you know, you, you might enjoy, you know, you're going shopping for some dopamine, right? And uh, you get that dopamine, and then 30 days later, when that credit card bill comes... Mm -hmm. that stress hits right but that that shot of dopamine was pretty good for those 30 seconds or whatever it is right um so so it just the, the numbers are important but in in um what's, what's the moderation yeah i think that's a really important balance to recognize we can find that we can plan mm -hmm. but we don't have to put all of our eggs in that basket if you will no there's a balance in living the life we enjoy right now, planning. So tell uh, tell our listeners and viewers how they can um, take more of this in. Work with you. Where's your program? Well, how can well, they get connected? Well, I, I have on, on Facebook, you can go to uh, Mr. Muladula on Facebook. You can go to YouTube. I have my uh, videos there. Uh, I'm uh, My company is called Green Rock Financial Group. So uh, that's on the corporate, the corporate side, because I do the money side, the insurance side in Canada. Um, and uh, yeah, in the book, Financial Photographs. So just, you know, I'm, I'm at the end of the day, I'm just looking for a conversation. Because if you don't start talking, then you don't know where the wisdom comes from, right? Right. So, so I just open for a conversation. You never know what can be said next. You said, you say, hello. And then the next word comes and the next word comes and the next word comes, right? And maybe so, a song. Uh, maybe a song. 
You know, I, I, I've, uh, someone talked about the other uh, idea about phoning your client, but having a singing message. Now that's interesting. I'd try that. You know, maybe if I'll, I'll phone you, Susie, and, and I'll, I'll send you a message. Thank you for having me on your show. I really enjoyed it. Don't you know? I hope that everybody will show and at the end of the day, make some dough. Oh, oh, you know. That one's for your Grammy award-winning album. Exactly, exactly. As long as it's on key. Yeah, life and money and purpose because, you know, I want people to live their life and money and purpose so they can, at the end of the day, they look back and they think of the memories and not the what ifs. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited to bring this conversation because I haven't really start had this topic come up yet mm -hmm. in the podcast. And so I think it's so important because obviously money can be the source of a lot of stress. Yeah. And why does it need to be? We'll come back around. All right, Kevin, it has been okay. a pleasure. Thank you so much for entertaining me for opening our horizons. And well, I, I'm entertaining my I, I hope that I entertain you and entertain your your viewers. <laughs> and but but I call you know, just like at your uh, grade seven dance, I'm always open for suggestions. <laughs> um, and I will be the lyricist, but from a Mr. Moolah money side, so that you can live your life and money on purpose on purpose. I love it. Thank you so very much. Thanks. You take care. Yeah. See and ya. we'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.